0: 16 minutes it is before the uh, top of the hour. We now take a look at uh, the uh, depoliticization of public holidays. Is it a good idea? Does it empty uh, many of these uh, uh, key milestones and uh, days of their political, economic and socio-economic meaning, or socio-political meaning? And I've given a few examples uh, prior to uh, our conversation here uh, with uh, Pan-Africanist historian and social scientist uh, Tando Sipuya, who joins me now uh, on the line. Good evening to you, Mafika Kunjan.
1: Good things, my brother, man. Thank
0: you so much for having me. How are you doing, my brother? Ah, I can't complain. I'm man. Can't complain. Siamba Nazo, my brother, uh, and, and I'm glad we could get an opportunity to speak to you about this one. I was saying earlier on, uh, for me, it's quite surprising that uh, you know, 25 years or so later. Many of us have forgotten what this day was prior to 1994 and, and why it was celebrated in the manner that it was. Uh, it's so much easier sometimes to empty it of meaning and call it Bright Day and do all manner of other things, which is what many people who have tried uh, to depoliticize it have sought to do. And similarly with uh, the 21st of April, um, which is a Sharpeville Day, when many of those people were shot down by the apartheid government, uh, You know, we now call it Human Rights Day. Well, What becomes the effect of that? Because many people would suggest that, you know, let, let's try and, you know, give these days a unifying theme so that we're able, yes, to reflect on what has happened, but to do so in a manner that is more reconciliatory. What is your view on that?
1: Um, certainly, Son of the call, Thank you so much for having me and, uh, you know, for this opportunity. I think for me, I think it's really critical and important for us to always, uh, you know, uh, start from the roots, you know, start from the very beginning. And I would start by saying first and foremost, um we have to understand that um this uh, state that is called South Africa, as far as I'm concerned, it's an illegitimate state. It's what we so, call criminal. criminal. Basically what we have here after nineteen ninety four is a country of two nations. One which remains white and privileged, and the other one is black and it remains dispossessed, son of the soil. So I think this uh, sets the context for everything else that we see happening in our society in South Africa. Um, So we have to understand this uh, first and foremost. So what happens is that in South Africa, we narrate history. We narrate and we approach our history and and our national memory uh, from the perspective of largely appeasing uh, the white population in this country. We basically don't want to upset or, you know, to offend Uh, white people. So certainly what has happened after 1994 is that we have tried to sanitize our history. We have tried to, you know, uh, tone down from telling history as it actually happened. And uh, most of the time when you look at even uh, some of these holidays, like some of the ones you've mentioned, these are holidays wherein black people experienced Severe trauma, like for example, uh, the day, uh, Shaka Day, King Shaka's Day. You mm. talk about uh, the day which was uh, known as um, uh, the the Soweto uh, uprisings, which happened in June 16. You talk about the 21st of March, uh, the Sharpville Langa massacres. All of those days have been reconstituted and rebranded today only solely for the sole purpose of what they call uh, to foster social cohesion and reconciliation and to instill what they call a sense of nationhood and national unity, which I believe is a, a, is a false sense of nationhood and, and national unity. Because, as I say, in South Africa, you have a criminal settler colony. Mm. Mm.
0: And, and, and you know, Africa, just on, on the point that you raise, uh, that, you know, this is, uh, uh, yes, on the one hand, a settler criminal colony, but uh, uh, even this contested notion of national unity i mean why in your view do you think that that is problematic and erroneous is it just about uh, the trauma that black people have experienced on these different events and milestones or is it about saying that you know the starting point was an erroneous one absent of any uh, you know form of social and economic justice and therefore you know any uh, 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 symbolic reference to national unity is empty uh, absent of that uh, social and economic justice
1: The premise from which we moved uh, was a completely flawed premise. We moved from a premise not of, um, you know, really uh, executing justice for, you know, all the ills that were committed by uh, apartheid and colonialism in this country. So we moved from a premise, uh, like I have said, a false premise uh, of wanting to, um, you know, reconcile the oppressor and the oppressed. And so we we basically missed it from the very beginning. What we should have done from the very get-go is to, uh, first and foremost, the current discourse that is happening in the country, we should have taken the land. That is what we should have done. And secondly, we should have done everything in our power as a government to ensure that uh, we, you know, correct the injustices of the past. When you talk about the injustices of the past, not only the land dispossession mm. I'm referring to, but issues such as the restoration of African people's culture, restoration of African people's uh, knowledge systems, restoration of the memory, the cultural memory of African people. So what has actually happened is that we continue, you know, um, to, 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 to subject Black people to what I call an epistemicide, intellectual terrorism, you know, which continue to erase the national memory, the, the collective memory of the experiences of black people and the trauma that black mm. people experience in this country, only solely for the purpose of appeasing, you know, uh, white interests. As I've said, we do not want to upset white people in this country by constantly reminding them, you know of their actions. For example, if we refer to it as the Shabville, Langa mm, massacre, mm. we are constantly reminding them of their evil deeds. Mm. And uh, so as not to, um, you know, remind them and to sanitize history, we then uh, rebrand these names and uh, depoliticize them as we have rightfully said. You know. Okay, Mafrika.
0: Pause there for me for a second. We're going to take a, a brief break. It's Class <laughs> Uh, I want us to maybe unpack, I guess, our own complicity in 2019 South Africa, complicity on this day and age, and uh, how we contribute to the depoliticization. And more importantly, I guess, I want us to come back and talk about value systems. I mean, it's quite startling for me that uh, all of us were decked out, and yet we only do that once a year. We feel that uh, in this intellectual epistemic side that you were talking about, uh, I want to find out how that finds expression. In many of the spaces where sometimes you can't bring all of yourself. Stay tuned. Seven minutes it is before the top of the hour. And I'm joined as we reflect on uh, the public holiday that we have today. Which is uh, Heritage Day. And uh, uh, for some of those who I guess would like to empty it of its character. It's National Bride Day. And uh, it's uh, to be honest with all of us. I guess a capitalist gimmick to try and sell more charcoal than anything else can be done. Um, and effectively as uh, my guest uh, was saying here, Otando Sipuyo, to uh, overlook, uh, for the purposes of whatever expediency, uh, to overlook uh, the historic trauma of black people as embedded in, uh, I guess, the, the real names of these events, be it uh, Shaga or King Shaga's Day. And uh, we saw the uh, uh, Zulu monarch there leading uh, Ilembe and uh, that particular ceremony. Or even in April, a Sharpeville Day and uh, the uh, commemoration of that uh, fateful day in 1960 of the killing of many people in uh, the Val there in uh, Shabville. And uh, when uh, you call it Human Rights Day, I guess it's, it's a bit more palatable uh, than uh, when you say Sharpeville Day. Because in by Sharpeville Day, the first thing that child is going to do is to go to Wikipedia and say, When's the And I guess, uh, you know, the um, act of national forgetting uh, is, is often best served with uh, more palatable things. Mafriga, I want to ask you, Uh, We saw today, many of us, and uh, I guess over the last uh, week or so, uh, people looking beautiful. I mean, I must say, you know, I went to a wedding over the weekend, saw people decked out uh, in their traditional regalia and garb, And it makes me wonder every single day, uh, why is it that we are so reluctant uh, to dress like that every single day? You go to any place, for instance, in West Africa, and people are never afraid to wear and don what they have decided to own as their cultural dress, right? Uh, Notwithstanding its history, and its roots sometimes in the colonial experience, because we can't overlook that and do away with that. Uh, but uh, this lack of a reluctance in many African uh, spaces to proudly assert that this is how we're going to dress, this is how uh, our languages are going to be languages of commerce and industry, and uh, uh, you know everything else be damned. If you need a, a translator, then so be it. Or if you feel a bit uncomfortable and you'd like to maybe tie your own Windsor knot or wear a tailored suit, then uh, do that. But there's nothing wrong and fundamentally we encourage people to wear their own traditional dress. Why is it that, uh, you know, we only see that here in the month of September in South Africa? Uh, and, and why does it continue from, even from a value values uh, or, or value system perspective? Uh, uh, this country by and large still continues, as you say, to be, you know, a very uh, Western country when it comes to values, how we dress, how we speak and all manner of other things.
1: I think that uh, this this shows us uh, the extent of um, the damage that has been done on the psyche and the minds of african people because um we've been taught and made to believe that everything that is african is inferior. We have been taught uh, through the you know dominant historical narratives that uh, african people here for example in this part of the world had to wait for uh european uh settlers and the europeans such as the unfettered to come and colonize us in order for us to become more human and rise from a state of being subhuman beings and savages who are just crawling in these jungles without any clothes and uh, living in the jungles naked and so forth so there is a, a severe epistemic the uh, violence that uh, black people continue to be subjected to, the erasure of our memory. For example, the fact that African people were the first people to weave cloth, 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 cloths, um, uh, become completely erased from our memory. The fact that uh, African people were the first people to uh, make uh, clothes out of silk, and um, the trade and the commerce that you are talking about, the civilizations. Uh, that existed uh, from here, the Mwana the Karanga mm. Empires, the Great Zimbabwe, Mapungubwe. You, mm. into, you know, the Mapungugwe, all of that, uh, the gold mining that was happening at the Mapungugwe civilization, we are taught that gold mining only took place in the 1800s. Uh, when people such as uh, John and the the years, came here in this country. So there is a severe epistemic violence and an erasure of our memory and who we are. Knowledge about ourselves has been completely wiped out and erased. So we believe that uh, everything that is white is superior. You know, this uh, notion of white supremacy mm. continues, uh, my brother. And so, uh, inversely, you have then a black inferiority complex that uh, people such as Urbandu Diko spoke about mm. and try to raise our people from that state of uh, uh, thinking. So, this continues. Uh, it still uh, uh, persists until today. So, this is uh, why, for example, our people uh, today, they still characterize themselves. Because for, for me, days such as Heritage Day and days even today what June 16 has become when you see uh, black people wearing school uniforms and so forth. We make ourselves uh, caricatures, you know, uh, we make ourselves these cartoons who just go out and act on a single particular day, whereas each and every day we're emulating the white culture, the white value systems, and so forth. So for me, these holidays and uh, just our basic systems uh, is rooted in the European worldview, in the European cultural Mm. ethos, my brother, the ethics, the value systems of Europeans. And so when you have these moments, for example, such as your Heritage Day, These days exist as moments that legitimize and entrench these white values and Mm -hmm. white norms. Uh, It's moments that reassure, on another note, that white people, um, they will forever be dominant over us because we continue to see ourselves as inferior people. For example, if you're going to wear your African uh, attire, it's not acceptable in the corporate world. It's not corporate attire you have to wear particular clothing. similar as you have stated, our languages, we still have not advanced to such a state that we make our languages scientific languages. Mm. We make our languages languages of technology, languages of commerce and so forth. We have not reached that stage because we continue to see ourselves as inferior people who only have to wait uh, for Europeans to humanize us and civilize
0: us. And I certainly hope But uh, I really appreciate you uh, joining us uh, this evening and uh, sharing some of these insights. And uh, uh, I certainly must say, I mean, I agree with uh, much of the sentiments that uh, you have expressed. And uh, we must remember that the task of of course re- the restoration and the continued uh, development on uh, our heritage to make our languages to make our own value systems uh, the dominant uh, moral and ethical compass of this uh, nation is a daily task it's not only for the 24th of september and tando i thank you uh, for reinforcing that message my brother and uh, thank you so much for joining us this evening on metro fm talk that there was tando sepuya is a historian and social scientist uh, joining us uh, this evening here on Metro FM talk. Gonna have to wrap it up there. One minute it is after 9 pm. I leave you with the man with the music. Uh, stay vigilant, stay woke, and uh, take strength, my Africa. Kuba Galu Gitabi, Logo, Bangale Economy, Nagubangi Lizwe, Lisa Kuba. Naksa Sanj.